Who's that stumbling around in the dark? State your business or prepare to get winged. Calm yourself, gentlemen. I mean you no harm. I'm simply a fellow weary traveler. Whoa. Good cold evening, gentlemen. I'm looking for a pair of slave traders that go by the name of the Speck Brothers. Might that be you? Who wants to know? I do. I'm Dr. King Schultz. This is my horse, Fritz. What kind of doctor? Dentist? Now, are you the Speck Brothers? And did you purchase those men at the Greenville slave auction? So what? So I wish to parlay with you. Speak English. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Please forgive me. It is a second language. Now, amongst your inventory, I've been led to believe, is a specimen I'm keen to acquire. Hello, you poor devils. Is there one amongst you who was formerly a resident of the Karukan Plantation? I'm from the Karukan Plantation. Who said that? simply get carried away with your dramatic gesture or are you pointing your weapon at me with lethal intention last chance fancy pants oh very well good evening and welcome to the dr zeus film podcast that of course was Django the Dia Silent directed by Mr. Quentin Tarantino I figured since we were talking about Quentin Tarantino last week we would talk about him over the weekend 
released in 2012, running at two hours and 45 minutes. That scene was between Mr. Jamie Foxx and Christoph Waltz. Django, a slave whose brutal history with his former owner's lands, him face to face with German-born bounty hunter Dr. King Schultz. Schultz is on a trail of the murderous Brittle Brothers, and only Django can lead him to his bounty. The unorthodox Schultz acquires Django, promising to free him upon the capture of the Brittles. Dead or Alive, also starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Kerry Washington, and Samuel L. Jackson. That is the stuff of Quentin Tarantino. Is that he often uses the same actors in his films. If we could count how many times he has collaborated with Samuel L. Jackson, I think it's almost every film. Whether it is a voice performance in Inglorious Bastards, or playing the organ player in Kill Bill 2. Why Django? Well, tonight, I promise you, we're going to go in depth with Django because at the time it was released, it was a controversial time. It was 2012. There were shootings. There was a school shooting and Django was in the theaters and people had expressed the disgust of the violence. But you and I both know as viewers of Tarantino films there's always violence, as there is in a Tarant in a Martin Scorsese film. Django is a classic. Unfortunately, it didn't receive a lot of Oscar nominations for the cast. The only one to win and be nominated was Mr. Christoph Waltz, who had won previously for playing Hans Landa in Glorious Bastards. Django has so many moments. I played a clip recently when I was paying homage to my late professor, Dr. Stanislav Perkner. And I thought, let's revisit Django Unchained. There's so many moments in Django, and here's one of them. About your business. Jokers will be gone soon. Now, why y'all wanna come into my town and start trouble? Scare all these nice people? You ain't got nothing better to do than to come into Bill Sharp's town and show your ass. Just leave. Oh, Who that for? Long ways across the street from 
So, let's pull away. Dr. Kane Schultz is showing himself as the bounty hunter that he has bestowed upon Django. Now, there is also a run-on in this film is when Django and Dr. King Schultz are riding throughout town and he and Django is on the horse and everyone's like, what's that you know what doing on the horse? I don't say the word because no thank you. I don't want to bring that kind of toxicity to this podcast because this is an inclusive podcast where everyone is welcome. So let's go over to here. States of America, I shan't be shot down in the street by either you or your deputies before I've had my day in court. You mean like you did our sheriff? Shot him down like a dog in the street. Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Do I have your word as a lawman not to shoot me down like a dog in the street? Well, much as we'd all enjoy seeing something like that, ain't nobody gonna cheat the hangman in my town. Fair enough, Marshal. Here we come. There's a tents out there, so don't make any quick movements and let me do the talking. Come in. Yes, indeed, we are. Marshal Tatum, may I address you and your deputies and apparently the entire town of Daughtry as to the incident that just occurred? Go on. My name is Dr. King Schultz. Like yourself, Marshal, I'm a servant of the court. The man lying dead in the dirt, who the good people of Daughtry saw fit to elect as their sheriff, who went by the name of Bill Sharp, is actually a wanted outlaw by the name of Willard Peck with a price on his head of $200. Now, that's $200 dead or alive. What the hell you say? I'm aware this is probably disconcerting news, but I'm willing to wager this man was elected sheriff sometime in the past two years. I know this because three years ago, he was rustling cattle from the B.C. Corrigan Cattle Company of Lubbock, Texas. Now, this is a warrant made out by Circuit Court Judge Henry Allen Laudamilk of Austin, Texas. You're encouraged to wire him. He'll back up who I am and who your dear departed sheriff was. In other words, Marshal, you owe me $200. $200. So we pull away from there. Django is, it's classic. Think of that. Nine years ago. When Django came out, yes, it was met with controversy. As many of Quentin Tarantino's films are. And usually to a movie audience, that means, oh, I have to see it if it is controversial. (laughs) 
And with Tarantino, he pulls out all the stops. And I can understand why at this moment in time, he feels he needs to retire. Because it takes a lot out of him to put together these films. These are not your typical films. Django Unchained. It premiered at the Ziegfeld Theater in New York City on December 11th, 2012 and was theatrically released on December 25th, 2012, grossing over $425 million worldwide against its $100 million budget, becoming Tarantino's highest-grossing movie to date. The film received acclaim from critics mainly for votes. Its performance as Tarantino's direction and screenplay Though the film's usage of racial slurs and depiction of violence drew controversy. The film received numerous awards and nominations, as well as five nominations at the 85th Annual Academy Awards Best Picture. Waltz won several awards for his performance, including Best Supporting Actor. Oh. And so here we are. In, 19, in 1858, Texas, brothers Ace and Dickie and Speck drive a group of shackled black slaves on foot. Among them is Django, sold off and separated from his wife, Broomhilda von Schaft, a house slave who speaks German and English. They are stopped by Dr. King Schultz, a German, a German dentist turned bounty hunter, seeking to buy Django for his knowledge of the three outlawed brittle brothers. So that is where we have arrived at the Dr. Zeus film podcast. Let's look at the cast while we can. Jamie Foxx as Django Freeman. Christoph Faltz as Dr. King Schultz. Leonardo DiCaprio as Monsieur Calvin J. Candy. Kerry Washington as Broomhilda Von Schaft. Samuel L. Jackson as Stephen Warren. Walton Goggins as Billy Crash. Dennis Christopher as Linaid Leo Maguire. James Raymar as Butch Pooch, a speck. David Steen as Mr. Stone Chipper. Don Johnson as Spencer, Big Daddy Bennett. Franco Nero as Amerigio Veres. And Bruce Dern, who appears as Old Man Karakun. Karakun. Krakon. Principal photography for Django Unchained started in California in November of 2011, 10 years ago. Continuing in Wyoming in February of 2012 and the National Historic Landmark Evergreen Plantation in Wallace, Louisiana, outside of New Orleans in March of 2012. The film was shot in anamorphic format at 35 million, uh, millimeters Per minute, although originally scripted, a subplot centering on Zoe Bell's masked tracker was cut and remained unfilmed due to the time constraints. After 130 shooting days, the film wrapped up principal photography in July of 2012. Django Unchained was the first Tarantino film not edited by Sally Mink, who had died in 2010. Editing duties were instead handled by Fred Raskin, who had worked as an assistant editor on Tarantino's Kill Bill. Raskin was nominated for a BAFTA award for best editing, but lost to William Goldberg for his work on Argo. 
So the making of Django Unchained was very long and illustrious. As a viewer of Django Unchained, I can tell you the first time I watched it, I watched it at home by myself and I thought it was hilarious. It was serious. It was fast. It was action packed. It was a lot of what the fuck moments. And that is what you get with a Quentin Tarantino film, especially along the lines of Django Unchained. The D is silent. Now, there are moments in this film we're, we're going to cut to, and here we go. Sometimes called Little Raj. I don't know them. They could be using a different name. They would have come to the plantation this past year. You mean the Schaefers? Maybe. Three brothers? Uh-huh. They here? Uh-huh. Could you point one of them out to me? Well, one's over in that field. And so Django is revisiting his time at the plantation at the hands of the Brittle brothers and his wife, Broomhilda Schaft, Von Schaft. So let's pull over to the current moment.
I see something. Where they? That's Big John. That's Lamarge. Where's Ellis? He's one hot telling it across that field right now. And so, that is a pivotal moment in Django, where Django gets to enact revenge and what do we all learn from the godfather revenge is the sweetest dish ever served karma my friends and here at the dr zeus film podcast that is why tonight this is a longer format this is dedicated to jason almy who likes to do things nice and long so my friend this is for you And so that's why we're talking about Django Unchained, because this is a long movie. Those are the best. If you need to go and take a pee break, go right ahead or a popcorn break because it's going to be a while. Django has so much going for it and in the process. The mixture of genres and what Tarantino did if we can dive into it and I think right after this is when he did uh, The Hateful Eight and I had heard that Tarantino If I can dive into it. In 2007, Tarantino discussed the idea of a spaghetti western set in the United States pre-Civil War Deep South. He called the type of film a Southern, stating he wanted to do movies to deal with America's horrible past with slavery. One inspiration in the film is the spaghetti western Django, whose star Franco Nero has a cameo appearance in Django Unchained. Another inspiration is the 1975 film Mandingo, about a slave trained to fight other slaves. Tarantino included scenes in the snow as homage to the Great Silence. Django Unchained has a big snow section in the middle, Tarantino said in an interview. The title Django Unchained alludes to the titles of the 1966 film Django Hercules Unchained, the American title for the 1959 Italian epic fantasy film Ricoro El La Rinja de la Dia, about the mythical hero's escape from the enslavement to a wicked master and to Angel Unchained, the 1970 American biker film about a biker exacting revenge on a large group of rednecks. 
So that's where we where we are in Django Unchained. And also, if we go into, I've I've talked about Mr. Ennio Morricone many many times on this podcast. his collaborations with Mr. Quentin Tarantino. And yes, Django, Django is, <laughs> Django ruffled a lot of feathers. The music. Yes, Ennio Morricone works on the music and then he would go on to work again with the Hateful Eight and win the Academy Award for Best Original Score. There's a lot of uh, escalator rides in Django Unchained. There's a lot of moments. Rode from Texas to Tennessee to buy one of my naked guns. No appointment, no nothing. I'm afraid so. Well, what if I say I don't like you or your fancy pants nigger and I wouldn't sell you a tinker's dam? Now, what you got to say about that? Mr. Bennett, if you are the businessman I've been led to believe you to be, I have 5,000 things I might say that could change your mind. Understood, Schultz. Bettina Sugar? Yes. Django isn't a slave. Django is a free man, you understand? You can't treat him like any of the other niggas around here because he ain't like any of the other niggas around here. You got it? You want I should treat him like white folks? No. That's not what I said. Then I don't know what you want, Big Daddy. Yes. I can see that. Uh... What's the name of that Pecklewood boy from town that works with the glass? Uh, uh, his mama work over at the lumber yard. Oh, you mean Jerry? That's the boy named Jerry. You know Jerry, don't you, Sugar? Yes, and be dead. Well, that's it then. You just treat him like you would Jerry. So, what's interesting about that is the concept. Okay, Django is free. And Dr. King Schultz acknowledges that, but everyone else is kind of, this is the antebellum South in 1858. And that's of course, John Johnson. Yeah. From the eighties, we all remember, I don't have to tell you twice, but then we go to Candyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, my ass. Who this nigga up on that name? 
What's the matter? Why are you so honored? You miss me? Huh? Oh, yes, sir. I miss you like a like a hog miss fly. Like a like a, a baby. Miss Mammy Titty. <laughs> I miss you like I miss a rock in my shoe. <laughs> now, I asked you, who this nigga on that leg? A snowball. You wanna know my name or the name of my horse? You ask me. And who the hell you calling Snowball, horse boy? I snatch your black ass off that man down in the mud. Oh, Steven, 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 Steven. Let's keep it funny. Django here's a Freeman. This nigga here? That nigga there. Let me at least introduce the two of you. Django, this is another cheeky black bugger like yourself, Steven. Steven, this here's Django. You ought to hate each other. Calvin, just who the hell is this nigga you feel the need to entertain? Django and his friend in gray here, Dr. Schultz, are customers. And they are our guests, Stephen. And you, you old decrepit bastard, ought to show them every hospitality. You understand that? Yes, sir. Him, I understand. But I don't know why I got to take lip off this nigga. Well, I have to know why. Do you understand? Yes, sir. I, I understand. Well, good. Let's spin a knot. Go up in the guest bedroom and get too ready. He's gonna stay in the big house? Steve, he's a slaver. It's different. In the big house? Well, you got a problem with that? Oh, no, I ain't got no problem with it. You ain't got no problem with running the bed, the sheets, the pillowcase, everything else when this black-ass motherfucker... Now, that is my problem. They are mine to burn. Now, your problem right now is making a good impression. And I want you to start solving that problem right now and get them goddamn rooms ready. Yes, sir, Mr. Go on now. I can't believe you brought a nigga to stay in the big house. Your daddy rolling over in this goddamn grave right now. Yeah. <laughs> nigga, it's getting worse and worse. Ah! Where is my beautiful sister? There she is! <laughs> Dr. Schultz, this attractive Southern Belle is my widowed sister. Donald, you are a tonic for tired eyes. And they have arrived at Candyland. Not Disneyland, Candyland. Who welcomes them? The pimp daddy himself, Leonardo DiCaprio. Of course, you know, these days he's got the dad bod. And then you have Samuel L. Jackson, who doesn't mince words, as Stephen. What have we entered? We have entered a world of craziness at Candyland. Only Leonardo DiCaprio could write that off. And so we return to Django Unchained. There you go. There you go. Why do you want to get in the Mandingo business? You don't intend to allow your second to make the proper introductions? We're stalling now. Answer the question. The awful truth? I'm bored. This seems like a good bit of fun. Well, on over. We got a suffice going on that's a good bit of fun. Won't you accompany me to the ball? You don't wear a hat in the house, white man, even I know that. 
Keep fighting, niggas. And I might add, an honor. Honor to meet you. Please Let's have go. a seat. The pleasure's all mine. Get free man Django here, whatever he wants. And I'll have sweet tea and bourbon. Why they call him Big Fred? Whatever penny. Well, Arriba Dad, she Luigi. Come on up now, boy. Get yourself a rest. You did a fine job, a real fine job. Proceeded. That is an important moment because that is Mr. Franco Nero from Django, the original. Matching wits with the new Django in Django Enchained. That is a cinematic moment of epic proportions. And here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I'm all about epic. So the fight scene, that is something that Tarantino pulled from the film Mandingo and I've seen Mandingo and it is a shocking film so why have they come all this way 
to Candyland. Candyland, which, with Leonardo DiCaprio at the helm as Monsieur Candy, is almost like Las Vegas in 1858. Well, they've come for a lady. Brunhilda Schaft.
versprechen Sie mir, dass Sie nicht schreien werden. Sagen Sie, ich verspreche es. Ich verspreche es. That is why they have traveled all of that way to see Broomhilda of Shaft, the wife of Django. And so Dr. King Schultz has delivered, but there's a lot in the way, a lot in the way. Django Unchained as I have said, has many surprises, stops. Just just when you thought things are safe, things get messy. So much so that Leonardo DiCaprio plays a really interesting villain. I don't think he's ever played a villain before. Nor has Samuel Jackson been this rage. Daddy, till they up and killed over one day. 
bump into kill me. Growing up the son of a, of a huge plantation owner in Mississippi puts a white man in contact with a whole lot of black faces. I spent my whole life here, right here in Candleland, surrounded by black faces. I seen them every day, day in, day out. I, I only had one question. Why don't they kill us? <laughs> now, right out there on that porch, three times a week for 50 years, old Ben here would shave my daddy with a straight razor. Now, if I was old Ben, I would have cut my daddy's goddamn throat, and it wouldn't have taken me no 50 years to do it, neither. But he never did. Why not? See, the science of phrenology is crucial to understanding the separation of our two species. In the skull of the African here, the area associated with submissiveness is larger than any human or any other subhuman species on planet Earth. If you examine this piece of skull here, three distinct dimples. Here, here, and here. Now, if I was holding the skull of, a, of, a, of an Isaac Newton or Galileo, these three dimples would be found in the area of the skull most associated with creativity. But this is the skull of Oban. And in the skull of Oban, unburdened by genius. These three dimples exist in the area of the skull most associated with civility. Now, bright boy, I will admit you are pretty clever. But if I took this hammer here and I bashed in your skull with it, you would have the same three dimples in the same place is old Ben. Hey! Lay your palms flat on that tabletop! If you lift those palms off that turtle shell tabletop, Mr. Pooch is gonna let loose with both barrels that start off. There's been a lot of lies set around this dinner table here tonight, but that you can believe. Mr. Moody, would you be so kind as to collect the pistol hanging off these boys' hips here? Thank you so much. Doctor. Where were we? Jackass. Ah, yes. I do believe you were just getting ready to make me a proposition to Bobby Milda. Am I right? 
center. your definition of ridiculous to which you said $12,000. Now considering y'all have ridden a whole lot of miles, but do a whole lot of trouble, and done spread a whole lot of bull to purchase this lovely lady right here, it would appear that Broomhilda is in fact the right nigga. And if y'all want to leave Candyland with Broomhilda, the price is $12,000. And I take it you prefer the take-it-or-leave-it style of negotiation? Yes, I do, Doctor. You see, under the laws of Chickasaw County, Broomhilda here is my property. And I can choose to do with my property whatever I so desire. And if you all think my price this nigga here is too steep. Oh! I'm on the side of who he is. And be honest and death with it. Right in front of both y'all. Then we can examine the three dimples inside Romilda's skull. Now! What's it gonna be, Doc? Huh? What's it gonna be? May I lift the hands off the tabletop in order to remove my fearful? Gentlemen, receipt for twelve thousand dollars, please. Twelve thousand dollars. It was a pleasure doing business with y'all. Now, gentlemen, if you care to join me in the parlor, we will be serving white cake. That is an example of how evil. Leonardo DiCaprio's character is in Django Unchained. Being that this is an inclusive podcast and the li- the language, and I can see why Tarantino got a lot of, I mean, he got a lot for the usage of that. If there was, I know that critics are like, can you not use the word? Unfortunately, the word was around in 1858. I know that with films that depict slavery, the mistreatment of people of color, there is a descriptor. Some people got upset about that last year when Gone with the Wind included a descriptor. 
I think it's important and essential. If you're going to teach film, and if you're going to teach films of the past and current films dealing with racism. And that's why I wanted to talk about Django Unchained. How even in 2012, it's still very controversial. And I know that Quentin Tarantino is aware of that. Very much so. As a filmmaker. (sighs) That scene though, that's an intense scene. And you feel for all the characters involved. Especially Django, who doesn't want his wife to be killed. And then Dr. King Schultz, who wants things to run smoothly. And how Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Monsieur Candy, and Stephen... Samuel Jackson have seen through their ruse and it gets bloodier as the film goes on I don't want to spoil a lot of it for you but I am going to play some important parts of Django Unchained and then I'm going to stop tape (laughs) because I want you to watch the film for yourself I want you to examine what we talked about tonight on the Dr. Zeus film podcast because this is a treat this is a treat for everyone to discuss, to analyze the takeaway of Django Unchained and the performances themselves which teach us a lot about the world around the world then and the world now Cake. I don't go in for sweets, thank you. Mm. You brooding about me getting the best of you, huh? Actually, I was thinking of that poor devil you fed to the dogs today, D'Artagnan. And I was wondering what Dumas would make of all this. Come again. Alexandre Dumas, he wrote The Three Musketeers. Yes, of course, Doctor. I figured you must be an admirer. You named your slave after his novel's lead character. If Alexandre Dumas had been there today, I wonder what he would have made of it. You doubt he'd approve. Yes, his approval would be a dubious proposition at best. Soft-hearted Frenchie. Alexandre Dumas is black. Are these spoolless papers? Yes, they are. May I? Of course. Thank you. That is her, her bill of sale, her ownership history, of course. Her freedom papers, doctor. Would you have ink and pen for me?
from Shaft. Consider yourself a free woman. So I want to pull away for a moment. Now this, like many Tarantino films, there is something brewing beneath the surface. Just like the shootout in Inglorious Bastards, something is brewing, something is going to happen, and it's going to change the trajectory of Django Unchained. And we highlight Christoph Waltz because that performance it won him a second Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. He had won his first as Colonel Hans Landa in Inglorious Bastards. And again for Dr. King Schultz in Django Unchained. So let's return back to the scene, The White Cake. means is till I see you again and since I never wish to see you again to you sir I say goodbye let's go go one more moment doctor Once a business deal has concluded that the two parties shake hands, <laughs> it implies good faith. I'm not from the South. But you are in my house, Doctor. So I'm afraid I must insist. Insist? On what? That I shake your hand? Oh, then I'm afraid I must insist in the opposite direction. You know what I think you are? What do you think I am? No, I don't. I think you're an abysmal winner. Nevertheless, in Chickasaw County, a deal ain't done until the two parties have shook hands. Even after all that paper signing don't mean shit, you don't shake my hand. If I don't shake your hand, you're gonna throw away $12,000? I don't think so. All right, so what's going to happen? Well, that's where I make the decision. I'm going to play it for you. Really want me to shake your hand? I insist. If you insist...
So we're going to pull away from the Candyland shootout because it gets bloody. No dialogue, just bang, bang, bang. And here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I regard the dialogue as higher than the action. So you're not going to hear me ever talk about Too Fast and Furious. Those aren't my films. I mean, how would you put revving an engine into a podcast? Let's get real there. Or anything that Michael Bay likes to blow up. Okay? So with Django Unchained, it gets bloody. But I have a treat for you. We're going to fast forward. And we're going to get to a very integral scene. So Calvin is dead. Steven is beside himself, and Django has been captured. But Django always gets his man. So I want to pull away for that. So he's enact. This is this is about revenge. This is also about making things right. All right. So Django has found his moment. I. I said I wouldn't play it for you, but I thought, fuck it, I'll play it. Because it is Tarantino, and it is Saturday night. And we extend things here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I want to make it fun for all of you to be able to think, okay, we've reminisced about Django Unchained. Nine years, hard to believe. Next year will be the 10th anniversary of Django Unchained. So many of Tarantino's films hold up over time. Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown, 
Kill Bill 1 and 2, Inglorious Bastards, The Hateful Eight. And so here we are talking about a film that really was different than all the rest. For the revenge was served up in a very, very intense package. So let's go back to Django preparing. He prepares these scenes so well. All you black folks, I suggest you get away from all these white folks. Not you, Steve. You're right where you belong. Uh, Cole, before you go, will you tell Miss Laura goodbye? Do what now? I said tell Miss Laura goodbye. Bye, Miss Laura. away so Steven Samuel uh, Samuel Jackson's character has been walking with that cane now all of a sudden he doesn't need that cane you said 76 years on this plantation you've seen all manner shit done to niggas but I noticed you didn't mention kneecap 76 years Steve how many niggas you think you see come and go? 7,000? 9,000? Every single word that came out of Calvin Candy's mouth was nothing but horseshit. But he was right by one thing. I am that one nigga in 10,000. You motherfucker! Oh, Jesus, let me kill this nigga! You ain't gonna get away with this, Jango. They gonna catch your black ass. You gonna be on the wanted posters now, nigga. The violence gonna be looking for you. You can run, nigga, but they gonna find your ass. And when they do, oh, my Lord, what they gonna do to your ass? They ain't gonna just kill you, nigga. You done fucked up. This Candyland, nigga. You can't destroy Candyland. So, that is Django Unchained. 
Kerry Washington and Jimmy Fox. Now that is a film. Yeah, I played it. I played the ending for you. But what is that going to do? That's going to help you think, okay, you're going to put the kids down, you and the wife or the husband, non-binary, cat and dog, whatever, whatever we are in this wonderful world. You can sit and reminisce and watch Django. Because I wouldn't watch this with the kids. Come on. Let's get real there. Nine years later, Django Unchained. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino has had many, many masterpieces. So this is good for you to watch in a post-Trump world. Let's just put it that way. And if you don't like what I said, then I don't care. Because this is my podcast and I can say what I want. I don't always talk about politics, but in this aspect, let's throw it right there. Sleep now in the fire, basically, as Rage Against the Machine said. Your anger is a gift. And... So, that is tonight's episode on Django Unchained, directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring Jamie Foxx, Christoph Fultz, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Miss Carrie Washington. Oh, and Samuel L. Jackson. Never forget the motherfucker. As always, unpleasant dreams, and I hope you've enjoyed this long session. Good night. Mm-hmm.